0: It's alive! It's alive! It's
1: alive! It's alive. Golems, the original stoners. I'm Don DeBrant.
2: Evidently, God is a real stickler for paperwork. I'm Joe Fulgham.
3: Golem of Prague. Check, please. I'm Kevin Leeson.
4: I'm Torrin Atkinson. We explore 16th century claymation on this episode of Caustic Soda. Bam! So, guys, did you all get my memo to bring your magic decks? Uh, yeah,
2: I brought my
3: commander deck. I brought my golem deck. Oh, is that such a thing? Yeah, it's made up of uh, the golem cards, all artifacts. Oh, I thought you just knew a lot of, a lot of guys named Lem, and you had to go Lem and tell them what to do. Yeah, go here. I go do there. know a guy named Lem. Actually, you don't know a guy named Lem. His name is Lem Lemercier. Nice. So he's Lem Lem. Lem in Lem. A lot of Lem. Lem. He's Lem squared. He's Lem squared. Nice. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, that's that's actually the term that I use for the. Golems in my book. Lems? Lems. Oh, nice. I call them Lems. What's uh. your book? Uh, well, I wrote a series called The Bloodhound Files. There's six books uh, under the name D.D. Barant, uh-huh. and in them, I use golems a lot.
4: That's your bona fides for the Golems episode of Caustic for, Soda. That is my bona
1: fides. Well,
3: we can dig a little deeper in the bona fides. Okay. Like uh, when you started to uh, decide that you were going to put Lem's into your books, where, how deep did you delve? Where did you delve? How, how did you find your info? And how much of it was artistic license?
1: <laughs> well, I didn't really do uh, too much historical digging. I sort of approached it a little more uh, conceptually. I, I, I wanted to, to use... A supernatural being that hadn't gotten a lot of coverage in mm. uh, the whole urban fantasy genre. Everybody was doing vampires and werewolves. And tell me mm. about it. Yeah. I wanted to do a little something different, and I've always loved golems. You know, loved, I just, loved loved or just loved
3: appreciated.
1: I uh, I'm just gonna leave that question right
2: does there. Yeah. Doll, I think that
3: means loved loved. Is what I think that means. Does a real doll count as a golem? Kinda. Does is it animated? They're, they is have it animated uh, is it ones it audio now. Animatronics? They have ones that speak now.
4: Do you put a little piece of paper in its mouth? Yes, with, I, that this what is you... what I was going to say. That is <laughs> that is
1: the litmus That's test the... for golems. Is litmus it, paper? It, yes. yes. If you put a little piece of paper in
2: the mouth, then
1: yes, it, a real doll.
4: But is then a when golem. you're trying to get your golem to give you a, a golem mess, I mm-hmm. think you got to deal with the paper in there. Well,
2: uh-huh. the paper is the money you paid for it.
3: Oh, okay. Or and also a, a handy wipe. <laughs>
2: that's right. for
3: later oh you write you, it on toilet paper for, for yeah later when you die or you know baby with, wipe uh, whatever sure okay. okay
1: or just use the receipt <laughs> that's that's what you do for the real doll you okay. use the receipt for yeah. what you paid you put that in the mouth and,
3: and you look at how much you spent. that's and you use not creepy at lubricants. all what is the
1: bloodhound files all about well in the bloodhound files i took the approach that uh, rather than having you know a few supernatural races running around in a few female, supernatural racists no, not racists. Oh, sorry. I you, Okay.
2: Fucking ghouls moved into the neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> Bringing it. down uh, property values? Uh,
1: so I, I did stick in, you know, uh, vampires and werewolves, but I also... Introduced uh, golems as an entire race, not just like a singular creature. So this is a modern time setting. Yeah, this is mass-produced golems. Oh, nice! All right. You know, they're 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 built. They're essentially uh, factory workers. They sort of uh, come in as a second-class citizen. I that, saw this
3: show. It was humans on A&E.
1: Well, you know, it sort of goes back to sort of the proto-robot uh, thing. I mean, that's essentially yeah. what golems are. It's yeah. a magical version of robots. So I sort of ran with that and, and, and made them an entire underclass. And uh, mm-hmm. basically, they're they're big... Plastic bags of sand was how I approached it is you know, you're very thick industrial plastic and then you'd fill it with different colors of sand or different kinds of workers and uh, I
3: saw this movie, it's it's Big Hero Six. Ooh. yes so are they that, filled with sand?
1: No, air. Yeah. That's, oh, that's an air, air golem oh. yeah. in Big Hero Six. Oh, nice. Be, uh-huh. And well, I assume that's air in there. Well it we, we, made we, that we, sound. I mean, <laughs> Well, it's a gas. could be a yeah. fart golem. It could be. That's what I was thinking, strangely enough. It could be some other sort of, of gas. You know? I'm
3: just, next time I just eat a bowl full of beans, I'm about to create a fart golem in my pants.
1: <laughs> Don't forget the plastic bag.
3: Yeah. Yep. i got to seal up my underwear.
4: It's here to protect us. And, mm-hmm. and write God's name on it. We'll get to that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the word golem means artificial man or automaton from 1897 from the Hebrew golem, meaning shapeless mass or embryo. From Golam, he wrapped up, folded. Okay. Okay. All right. And automatonophobia is the fear of anything that falsely represents a sentient being, including but not not limited to, ventriloquist dummies, animatronic creatures, mannequins, and wax statues. The uncanny valley.
1: Mm -hmm. Anything that dwells in the uncanny valley. In
4: Jewish folklore, a golem is an animated anthropomorphic being magically created entirely from inanimate matter. The word was used to mean an amorphous, unformed material usually out of stone and clay. Mm-hmm. In German-speaking countries, the best-selling novel The Golem from 1915 by Gustav Mayrink brought it back to public consciousness and led to a series of silent films. The third film, a prequel from 1920, which shows the origin of the golem uh, surviving today.
2: Yeah, it's up on YouTube. I watched it. Mm-hmm.
4: One entry of the golem into popular culture is as a fantasy monster is Dungeons & Dragons, mm-hmm. which called the classic version a clay golem and includes other type of... Uh, golems such as Stone, Iron, or the Frankenstein monster like Flesh Golem. Yeah. Wow. Yes. We'll be talking a lot about Flesh Golems. <laughs>
2: oh, Ooh,
3: yeah. Or, uh, you know, real doll.
2: It's a uh, plastic golem. Mm-hmm. Other fantasy silicone. worlds. Silicon. Yeah, Silicon yeah, golem. golem. I it's don't a- know what they're made of. Jizz uh, Golem. Eventually, eventually yeah.
4: <laughs> got to wait for it to harden a little bit. Okay. Okay. Uh. Other fantasy worlds have expanded into substances such as lead, wood, lava, blood, mithril, and even more unlikely substances like glass, paper, wax, junk, and maggots. You can have a maggot golem in d and I think. Ooh. So it, it, in d you can
3: basically have any—you can t- take any object that exists on Earth, yeah. mm-hmm. and you can make a golem out of it. Yeah. Probably.
2: What, whatever you could make a, a human-like representation out of, then just make it move around. Golem. Right. Yep. <clears throat> that's, that's essentially <clears throat> anyway,
3: a, Okay. If you had your druthers, if hmm. if golems okay. I make a druther golem. If golems existed, <laughs> if it was a thing that we could actually do, hmm. what golem would you choose? Hmm. Which, would you would, which, which would you make as of? your protector slash servant? Protector servant.
4: Yeah. For sex or not sex. My, my, <gasps> my, my determination.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Don't make
4: it a
3: glass golem broken glass golem, <laughs> no, man. No. Yeah. That would be bad. <laughs> uh-huh. Very, very bad. Well, Don, you've obviously thought about golems longer than the rest of us. What I are you have. weighing first? Would, would what you... would I make first? Yeah, like if you, if you, we could all have one golem as our protector gold? servant, uh, what style of golem would you go with?
1: I'd kind of be tempted to go with solid gold. You know, Ooh. because goldem. Uh, it's really yeah, golem. There you go. <laughs> it's it's very very heavy. You know, and it's soft, so you'd be able to move. Right, because uh-huh. you know you you build a golem out of something that's that's really really hard. It's just it's a statue, guys.
2: I'm mm. sorry, that's why mm-hmm. they
1: built golems out of clay. Clay is moldable. Mm-hmm. But the other thing is, you know, if you have a a, a golem, a golden golem. Uh, uh, a golem, you know. You can anytime chip you're off li- an elbow, exactly. For, uh, for you know, you can just a little on cash, maybe you a couple t- of toenail clipping. Yeah, uh, don't uh, they- that finger. You yeah, need all those yeah.
3: fingers. I mean, you're also inviting people to try and jump your golem, take it to for themselves.
1: Oh yeah, but hey, come on. I mean, a golden golem
3: would weigh, you know, a
1: lot. Like yeah, as much as the Incredible Hulk. You know, we're talking thousands of pounds. You know, and people I'd want that banks. on my side. I'm yeah.
3: saying people rob banks. I'm thinking either an octopus golem, an octopus golem. Ooh.
1: Wow, okay, it has to be out of something. I thought it was supposed to be in, out of something non-living. Oh, okay. Well, oh, a dead, a dead, dead, a dead, dead octopus
4: golem. Okay, there you go. Or maybe why, some. Kind why of, an octopus golem? Because all the uh, sticky just be parts. Cool. Right. It'd be like, the like it could camouflage itself. It could <laughs> shoot out ink. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> A cuttlefish golem you can scale walls uh-huh. uh, or maybe
3: some kind of delicious food golem, maybe a pizza golem oh no, that's a terrible idea for you <laughs> what? that would that, 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 that is was a wrong. terrible idea for your golem would last like a week. <laughs> That's true. Before it would like, like you'd hear it like just. I could just put the, I could just put the little
4: it. commands in it. Go get more pizza. No, and you'd you don't know, generate you yourself. With,
3: you'd have a pizza golem for a week, and then at the end of the week you'd have a poop golem. Yeah, poop, ooh, poop ooh. golem.
2: His body would absorb it, and it would still be his servant, serving him inside his body as nutrients. Right? <laughs> it's magic. It can work however you want. I wanted to say a flesh golem, but really that means Frankenstein's monster. But the yeah. reason I say flesh because because I would kind of like warm and soft, and I don't mean sexual. I mean like if you've got the servant and you gotta like touch it or something. Something and it's made out of metal or dead octopuses. That would be gross. Joe, is this just an just attempt, attempt to get a, a
3: friend? A... Is this just uh, a story? Hey, is this a cry for help? I got a couple of those.
2: Uh, uh, no, it's... he's
3: he's seen
1: them on on the internet. <laughs> yeah.
2: hey, i I keep trying to imagine having like a big hulking like metal or stone or something kind uh-huh. of automatons like. Helping me out around the house, and I'm just going to keep stubbing my toe on it. Like, I'm going to bump into it and hurt myself. So, it's got to be something soft, (laughs) and all I can think of is is flesh. Well, if Hollywood's taught me anything,
0: shag
1: carpeting. Oh, shag. Oh, a carpet golem. Yeah, I want to change mine. Shag carpeting. (laughs) Static y.
4: If Hollywood's taught me anything, uh, (laughs) flesh golems are cold to the touch. That's what
2: I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. But I I want a warm flesh golem.
4: You want 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 an electric blanket golem? Uh,
2: Yeah. There we go. I want an electric blanket (laughs) golem. That would be fantastic. Keep me nice and warm. Yeah.
4: More loosely the term can be applied to any robot that is explicitly run on magic rather than technology. Talos, a mythical Greek giant made of forged bronze, is a good example. Okay.
2: Yeah, that was in uh, that Sinbad movie, wasn't it? Or was it or was it Ulysses uh, yeah, where he, he undid the ankle and everything came pouring out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That with was Ray Harryhausen. Uh, yeah, the Ray, Ray Harryhausen.
4: Yeah, yeah. There was that big bronze minotaur from called? Sinbad as well. Mm-hmm. That had lava inside of it. Oh. And was powered with magic. Nice. Also not to be confused with the rock Pokemon named Golem.
3: Oh, okay. It's not a Golem. It's, it's, there we it's go. A, yeah, It's yeah, that's a rock the thing. turtle thing.
2: So here's the Iron Golem from Jason and the Argonauts. Oh, so I people should
3: go to causticsodapodcast.com and check out this
4: image. And all of our Golem images. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. In Jewish tradition, the Golem is most widely known as an artificial creature created by magic, often to serve its creator... The Talmud uses the word golem as unformed or imperfect. And according to legend, Adam is called golem, meaning body without a soul, for the first 12 hours of his existence. Oh, okay. It took 12 hours to
0: get
3: a soul.
4: The Sefir Yezira, Book of Creation, often referred to as a guide to magical usage by some Western European Jews in the Middle Ages, Uh contains instructions on how to make a golem. Okay. Most All versions right. include a shaping. Recipe, the- you mean. Yes. Uh huh. Most versions include shaping the golem into a figure resembling a human being and using God's name to bring him to life.
3: Okay. According Usually to written on paper, right?
4: Or it could be written on the golem itself. Okay. According to one story, to make a golem come alive, one would shape it out of soil and then walk or dance around it saying a combination of letters from the alphabet and the secret name of God.
3: Yahweh. Oh, uh, if, if Indiana Jones has taught me anything. Yeah, yeah. I,
1: just, I can just imagine boogieing around this. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P. The,
3: the chosen Elvis golem style song. Golem, can you dance for me? See, I'd go yeah. with the tune to Dradle, Dradle, Dradle. Mm.
2: Or Have a Nagila? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go.
3: To kill the golem, its creators
4: would walk in the opposite direction, saying and making the order of the words backwards. Oh.
2: Oh my! It's like, oh, so Mr. It's like a, now
1: do your song backwards. I
3: can't. I was just saying. I
1: can, don't ask you to
3: do that. So so it's kind of like a uh, a pin. It's a pin code, right? Right. Like, you need yeah. to know what the letters are yeah. that they used in order to kill it.
2: It's like uh, Superman's nemesis, Mister McSettle Pitlick. That's right. Yeah. Mixia's Pitlick. Mixia's Pitlick. That's it. Thank you. That oh, I can pronounce. He's, he's got to say it backwards. backwards.
1: How can I call
3: it Mixoplex?
1: Because you're wrong. Probably because yeah. you watched very, the
3: Super Friends. Wrong. Yeah, I think they called the Mixoplex in the Super Friends. I think they did. Yeah.
4: Probably a voice actor thing. I'm not. I'm going to say that name the way I want to say it. <laughs> That's right.
1: I, I I get my validation from the um, the episode of Lois and Clark where they actually had Mixia's like played by Howie Mandel. And they, pronounce, they pronounced it correctly. They pronounced it the way that I have been saying it in my head my entire life. And the amount of validation that I felt at that moment I feel cannot like be expressed properly by the I feel like language.
3: that's the first time that sentence has ever been uttered, <laughs> that anybody got validation from Lois and Clark. <laughs> Howie Mandel.
1: I got validation from Howie Mandel. There you go. huh even rarer. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Very. Very true.
4: Other sources say once the golem had been physically made, one needed to write the letters Emmet,
1: Emmet, Emmet, Emmet. Oh, Emmet! That's why he was named Emmet in the Lego Movie. Huh? I don't remember that. There's, huh. Who was named
2: Emmet in the Lego Movie?
1: The main character oh. was named Emmet, which is obviously like a, a call out to to the whole golem thing because Maybe. you know Lego. Lego is nothing uh, but golems. Oh, that, yeah,
2: <laughs> that is totally... They are, they are formed plastic I think golems. They are yeah. formed plastic I golems. I think
1: we have uncovered a secret of the universe. Emmet means truth.
4: Uh, on the golem's forehead, they would write this, and the golem would come alive. Erase the first letter, and you are left with met. Which means death. Which means death. Yeah, and that's how you kill it. Another way to bring a golem to life was to write God's name on parchment and stick it in the golem's arm or in its mouth. One would remove it to stop the golem. That's kind of like, oh, my golem's on the rampage. All I have to do is get into its mouth. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So does this mean that, you know, to activate a a plastic golem, you'd have to dance around it singing, everything is awesome. Oh, maybe. and then to make it stop, you have to sing the song
2: backwards. It just seems to me that God's name on a parchment is just an early version of a battery. Mm. So you mm. put it in and it works. You take it out it stops. And so it God's oh, yeah. name
3: is Duracell.
2: Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Mm.
4: The most well-known story of the golem is connected to Rabbi Judah Lo Ben Bezalel of Prague. Okay. Ah, uh, mm. the Prague golem, yes. 1513 to 1609. It was said that he created a one eyed, nine foot tall golem named Joseph out of clay to, okay. pre- to protect the Jewish community from blood libel and to help out doing physical labor since golems are very strong. Who knows what blood libel is?
1: I know what blood slander is, but not blood Ooh. libel.
4: Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Of course.
3: It's when you have a fight over an untruth and the winner gets to announce it via church bell.
2: Lie bell.
3: Oh, lie bell. It's a very
2: it's it's a very <laughs> wow. complicated process. That Where does is... the blood come in? The fight.
4: Oh, okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Blood libel, also blood accusation, is an accusation that Jews kidnapped and murdered the children of Christians to use their blood as part of their religious rituals during Jewish holidays. That's blood
3: libel.
2: Mm, so wow. the
3: libelous part is claiming that Jews did this? Yeah. And the golem would help with blood libel, so the golem would gather children up and murder no, them. No, 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 <laughs>
0: that's
4: what it. The golem was like.
3: created to protect
4: against the blood libel. So oh. Oh. really, Christians was... would come and say, "You took our children's children. blood. We're going to kill you all." And the golem and... instead of go, no, not on my
3: watch. No, then he would he would start smashing them. Yeah, and. You know, it it really get get Christians on the side of the Jewish community. That's
1: right. (laughs) No, what would really happen is the golem would stand up and yell, It's clobbering time! And then, you know.
3: No, he would yell, It's goleming time. He would say, (laughs) Golem.
4: Another version says it was close to Easter in the spring of 1580, and a Jew-hating priest was trying to incite the Christians against the Jews, so the golem protected the community during the Easter season. Both versions recall the golem running amok and threatening innocent lives, so Rabbi Lowe removed the divine name, rendering the golem lifeless. Oops. Note that even in the early versions, the golem usually had to be destroyed for causing destruction or taking meaning from people's
3: lives by making work too easy. What? Uh, what? Yeah. Oh, so Take
2: he, my meaning, please. It, <laughs> it turned
3: it turned the entire community into a bunch of Joes. Lazy people. Mm-hmm. Lazy people. Uh,
2: <laughs> well, I, Meaning, Please.
4: Some rabbis even created golems in the shape of goats and used these golems Golems? for sacrifice to God. Goat golems. Okay. The eating, not golems made of goats, but golems (laughs) shaped like goats. Okay. The eating of a golem animal, even though it would have have split hooves, which is a big no-no, is who know from Uh Jewish, uh, the thingy thing, the religion, Mm -hmm. would not violate the Torah because the golem is not one of God's creations but that of man's. So you make your own goat. Out of I don't know spam maybe no spam has pork in it
3: <laughs> yeah okay, no, I was, uh, yeah not bologna I mean some kosher you know like uh, corned beef but then why would you need to give it life <laughs> but you have, oh, you have to sacrifice it that's it's right uh, it's very
4: convoluted
1: sacrifices. it's it's it is yeah. Mm. Corn beef. Unless maybe, you're making it
3: as a
4: clay and then you're eating the okay. clay goat, which you guys could do. You can eat clay. To, I think you guys are I think You guys are taking
2: this way too on the face of what they're saying it is. What's happening is they would cook goats, and when people would go, yo, we're not allowed to eat those goats, you'd be like, no, 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 that's just a goat golem that I brought to life. It looks like a real goat, and, yeah. but it's totally allowed uh, <coughs> because it's not a real goat. No. It's a,
3: it's a, it's a faux goat.
2: It's an animated faux goat it's made fote. out of not goat. Vote. yeah. We can have it.
3: What they first said is, I made it out of spam, and they went, there's pork in that. (laughs) That's
4: exactly right. That was the initial response.
2: I I meant corned beef. Mm -hmm.
4: One legend is of a rabbi, Elias, who shaped the form of a man from clay and inscribed the Hebrew word emeth, or truth, on the forehead of a clay man, thus granting it life. The golem performed menial tasks, but as its
3: life continued, it grew stronger and larger. Okay. we would get bigger. Oh. Ah, I'd never heard of that. Like, I'd never heard growing golems. They are got to
2: sand it down a bit.
3: Yeah, well, you, <laughs> but usually you just hear about a golem and it stays the size that it's built. I wonder why it grew.
4: Elias felt threatened when the golem eventually became overwhelmingly large. Elias ordered the golem to lace its shoe... Causing the golem to bend down low enough for Elias to reach its head, he destroyed the golem by erasing the first letter, Aleph, from Emmet, making it mean death. Upon the golem's death, it reverted back to a gigantic pile of clay which toppled, crushing Elias beneath.
2: Oh, oh. Death indeed. So again, somebody found a dead rabbi underneath a collapsed wall <laughs> and said, oh, obviously. Golem got him. Yep. It was a golem that he uh, had to... It
4: was a wall golem. Mm-hmm. Today there is
3: a Golem museum in the Jewish quarter of Prague. Really? I've been to Prague. I never heard about the Golem museum. It wasn't in any of the travel manuals. Hmm. Interesting. Mm, they PR know people. people. You got to know people. Their yep. PR people are not doing their job. I totally would have gone to a Golem museum.
4: Recently Golems have been used in fantasy stories to protect treasure, in TV shows to exact revenge upon murderers, mm-hmm. and in horror novels as a child's nightmare. They've been attributed as inspiration for Frankenstein. Yeah. And other important works, the Golem seems to be inherent- for Frankenstein's monster. Yes, mm-hmm. they the Golem seems to be inherently evil by today's writers.
3: No,
1: not by me. Oh, Don disagrees. Th- th- Don, Don I, that means I you're not a today not.
3: writer. You're a yesterday
1: writer. <laughs> oh, I'm a writer damn. of the
3: future. No, oh. no,
1: wait, that's copyrighted by the Scientologist. Never mind. Oh. Um, no, I used I used my race of golems as 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 you know, just people you know they're some good some bad um, yeah don't be a truck truck golem drivers. don't be a golem racist Yeah, don't be a golem hater man. is this one of
3: those things where you know a uh, golemist uh, 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 your dog begins to uh resemble the owner and all the rest of that jazz your golem uh, repre- is a uh, representation of the owner so if you're a dick in real life then your dick golem will be a dick <laughs> is well, that for, how one it works? Thing,
1: for one thing my golems don't have dicks oh so i i made them purposely sexless
3: because I, I thought that would be uh I was calling it as a character trait, a dickish yeah, golem. Yeah.
1: Well I, the other thing is I didn't I don't really have owners. So uh you know they're they're more of a uh servant class. So right. not really getting
4: on. But who made them or is that a secret?
1: No, that is not a secret. I have my golems essentially uh replacing firearms to a large degree. Mm. Uh, so Smith and Messon,
4: Smith and Wesson uh, made them.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: it, uh, there's, there's, there's no guns in my world. Right. Uh, they, they've been sort of not so much prevented as... Uh, made obsolete? Th- th- well, there's a worldwide spell that doesn't let anybody take them seriously. So it's not like you oh. couldn't make a gun. It's just that there's this spell in place that people go, what? You know, using explosives to
3: you know, fire projectiles! Fire projectiles! Oh, that's a terrible idea. That's what you a golem is for. Just, I'm going to use a cannon to fire a golem at somebody. Yeah, so 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 <laughs> I have golems being used
1: as as living weapons where they're right. very strong, and I have them like throwing steel ball bearings really really fast. Mm. Uh, and there I, have, no, I have war golems that are like really really
2: big. Are there no golem control laws going on? Because you can't really say the argument, golems don't kill people. Pe- Wait a minute. No, golems yeah, they totally did. do. No, golems kill totally kill people. On their people. own kill people. Yeah. Why are these allowed to do this? Why are we making more of these? Let's
3: get a golem registry.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I eventually give them a golem homeland. You know, oh, it's I just have a, a whole uh, country of golems.
2: Well, out of out of fear, of course, because they're every one of them a living weapon. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, put them over there. They're, they're, we- there's an actual golem revolution at one point. So. Oh, yeah. Mm. Which book is that? Uh, that would be book four, which uh, called Killing Rocks. How many books are there in this series? Six. Mm-hmm. No, book three is Killing Rocks. My mistake.
4: The lack of a soul in Golems, mm-hmm. always seems to suggest a cripplingly low intelligence with no moral standard to prevent any depraved acts. Right. Something essential is missing, and such a creature can't live long without sinking below acceptable standards of society. The
3: Especially gole- if it's a real doll
1: Golem. hmm hmm Yeah, they, they, you can't depraved. trust they them. They start at the bottom. It's <laughs> a <at the> depraved <laughs> bottom. And just go lower. No they cash checks in your name,
4: mm-hmm. and it's... The Golem is a popular figure in the Czech Republic. There are several restaurants and other businesses whose names t- make reference to the creature. A Czech strongman goes by the nickname Golem, and a Czech monster truck outfit calls itself the Golem Team. Mm-hmm. Oh. So they're truck golems. Public service, service announcements. announcements. How to make a golem.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Uh, when I Googled how to make a golem, they all came up. How to make an iron golem in Minecraft.
2: Oh, that's easy. Okay. All right. You just need like uh, three iron blocks and a pumpkin. Oh, Pumpkin, yeah,
4: oh, Halloweeny,
2: mm hmm, kind of, yeah, nice.
4: Um, so the source for this comes from a commentary on the Sefir Yizira, that book that I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Commentary is but is by Eleazar of Worms. Wait, is this oh.
3: Minecraft related again?
2: Worms, no,
4: oh, okay, Worms in this case actually not being Worms, but a city in Germany.
2: Oh, oh like so probably
3: W-I-R-R-M-S
4: kind of thing.
2: No, W-O-R-M-S. But it's oh. pronounced Worms. Worms. Worms.
4: Worms, Germany. Eleazar was a leading Talmudist and mystic, and the last major member of the Hasidai Ashkenaz, a group of German Jewish pietists. I don't know what a pietist is. Someone who makes pie, I guess. I guess no, they're against pie. Ooh. Oh no! I do not like these people. <laughs> you, yeah, you and these people
3: cannot. I no wonder be they against. were so persecuted. Yeah, how
4: can you be against pie?
3: pie. <laughs> That's wrong. Very, so, very wrong. I think they're for holy pie, though. Holy pie. Yeah, the holier the
0: better.
2: It was uh, a movement within Lutheranism, uh, much like the Puritan movement about your being a good person and your personal behavior. Oh, about being pious.
4: Oh, mm. uh, oh! see, I thought pious was just like... Yeah, Be- I'm being into, pie. into pies. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm Pius. Yeah, I'm Pius every I'm week. Pious. Twice a week.
1: Uh, sometimes I'm meat-pius. Yeah.
4: Mm. So you will need a writing instrument. Pure mm-hmm. white robes.
2: Oh, okay, I'm going to have to go to Valley Village for that. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, Valley Village won't have pure white. No.
4: Yeah. Everything's off-white Off, there.
2: Off-white, yellow, some crusties. Mm-hmm.
4: you need pur- purified
3: clay. What? How do you purify clay? We'll get to that. Okay. Oh, all right. Purified dust? Oh, how do you purify dust? Wait, isn't dust? Dust is just like skin. <laughs> dust is literally
2: solidified impurity.
4: I'm not sure how to purify dust. Yeah. Purify water. That's a and d spell.
2: Okay. Yep. Yep. Yeah, right. yeah. so as, as,
3: you know as long as you know your D&D spells. Uh, you, you just, just got to like right. scoop it out of the- uh, Is that like the British spell? Yeah, the yeah. British spell. Or and, you just go to a Catholic church and you just take it out of the holy water. Yeah. You know, we'll chalice.
1: Too.
3: Uh, but uh, synagogue probably. That synagogue, there you go. Mm. less less church, more yeah. Less, yeah church more uh, and purity of purpose. Wait, uh, does, do synagogues fucked. have holy water? I don't think they have holy water. I think that's a Catholic thing. Oh, so I, together, I guess we're back to the British style. <laughs> yeah. Uh You'll need purity of purpose.
2: We're we're totally fucked.
3: Yeah. No. We don't. No, because we can't I'm, do that. I'm, I'm, that's well, us. I'm, I'm trying to make my real doll golem
2: for <laughs> impure purposes. No, exactly. Like, well, this listen. Is, you could argue sex positivity is pure, so yeah. Mm, no, because it,
3: I, I, it's not for procreation purposes. <laughs> Doesn't oh, matter. Right. What, from a, from a like, you know, a pietist perspective, it probably matters. If
2: you create it from the very beginning as your willing slave, is that consent?
3: You don't need consent, because uh, it's,
2: it's a golem. golem. Oh, see, that's ugly. I don't, I don't know if I like that, like...
1: You have to remember that uh, It has no soul do you, you have to remember have that okay. Joe's, when you, Joe's golem is his friend When you yeah. buy oh, right. the
3: real doll That speaks Do you have to
2: ask <laughs> him For consent? <laughs> I don't know that's, I'm
4: pretty sure It's programmed to say yes <laughs> That's what I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> But isn't
2: that Taking away its rights? It doesn't have rights It's a golem It's how like how your dog your Joe
1: Does In do every it. way
2: Yeah, Yeah In I, every single I, way I, I also would not Fuck my dog
1: <laughs> Not without asking
0: first mm-hmm.
4: Before you begin You'll have to memorize a bewildering number of formulae and be able to utter tens of thousands of Hebrew, Hebrew phonemes and phrases in the correct order and without making any mistakes. Then you and your partners, you should never create a golem by yourself, should purify okay. yourselves oh, and yeah, your dress Kevin. in clean white vestments. Okay. You'll need a sufficient supply of virgin soil taken from a place that's never been dug and fresh spring water that has never been poured into a vessel of any sort. I guess that's your purified water. water. Okay.
2: Oh, I guess that means it's only gone from the spring to whatever's holding it. It's never been poured into anything else. I guess so. Okay.
3: I guess a riverbed isn't considered a a vessel.
2: Yeah. Well, I I think it can be in the vessel that you took it out of the spring in. Right. But then you can't pour it again. Like, you can't have a bucket and then pour it into a glass. All right.
4: That's wrong. Impure. (laughs) Wearing the pure white robes, mix the clay with the dust and water until you have a slightly malleable substance. Mm-hmm. Be sure to not use so much water that the clay can no longer hold its form. Right, yeah, yeah that's, of course. That's don't basic. Make, don't make mud.
1: Don't want a runny golem. That, that, yeah, you don't want a runny golem. That, that, <laughs> I, like, I like my golems over easy. Thanks.
4: <laughs> Be sure to save some of the water. Mm-hmm. Use your bare hands to carve the figure of the golem in the clay. Pray to God for success while forming the clay. Oh, God, please make this
3: work. I desperately need a real doll. I'm so horny. I cannot afford a real doll, and I need one so badly. Oh, God, you know, you've denied me the company of... (laughs) Of others. Because of this horrible acne. <laughs> because of, because hey, I'm covered. Hey, after the job
1: you did on the goat, you're lucky I'm here at all.
3: Because I just keep babbling on about the pure water, and, <laughs> and I'm covered from elbow to hand in clay at all times.
4: If the clay begins to harden while you're still molding, sprinkle it lightly with some of the purified water.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: When you finish the form of the golem, let the statue stand for a few hours to harden slightly.
3: You know, in like grade three, I made an ashtray golem because mm. mm-hmm. is sounding remarkably similar to what I did back right. in then, those right. days. That and I glazed so, it. I glazed it, too. Ooh. That is so weird, thinking back
2: to the thing that that used to be a school thing that you would do. That you made an ashtray. Make, make ash an trays. ashtray for your parents. Well, it's the true. funny thing
3: is, neither of my parents ever smoked,
2: right? Oh, right. both of mine did. That's the terrible thing. Here you go. I hate that you do this, but they made me make this in school.
3: <laughs> I, you know what you should have glazed it with? Stop smoking in the bottom yeah. of it. Right. Please stop smoking you oh, your skulls. Killing, yeah, you're killing make my an ash shaped like a skull. With <laughs> a, little,
2: a picture of me crying in the bottom <laughs> of it. Precisely.
3: <laughs> your black lung.
4: Taking care to breathe properly and to make the right head movements. Breathe
3: properly?
4: You'll have to combine each Hebrew letter and vowel with each of the consonants of
3: the tetragrammaton. Tetragrammaton. I know we talked about that in our Yahweh episode, I believe. Yes, Jehovah. That's the,
2: yeah, that's the that's the transformer that all the little Jewish robots merge into. That's right. And yet, yet it's
3: made of smaller robots that
1: you that's, have to. Yeah. Def- no, that's the Tetris Grammaton. Never mm-hmm. mind.
2: Oh, Tetris! Grammaton. They, they they interlock oh, perfectly. In though. the Tetris one, once they interlock perfectly, they all disappear. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> it's hard to keep those around. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh,
4: yes, that is the four letter name of God: Y H W H.
1: Oh, now you gave it away. You know, you're he not said, supposed to do that. You say it three oh. times. For the name him. of God, now everyone knows.
3: You say it three times. Thanks, sh-
4: Torrin. <laughs> what do I care about God? What's he done for me lately?
3: You say it three times. He's going to show up on the back of a sandworm. Oh, yes.
4: <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. That pious Jews are forbidden to pronounce out loud. Instead, they pronounce them as Adonai or Lord while meditating on the parts of the body. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Depending the on a
4: ha-
3: golem, you have to say the real one. Yeah. All right.
4: Depending on how you combine the vowels and which sequences you use, not all rabbis agree about this. Mm -hmm. The entire process
1: should take between seven and thirty-five hours, all depending on you know. Once it's done, you have to poke a fork in it. You know what
3: the problem is? If you do the one that takes pie golem, yes. If you do the one that takes thirty-five hours, you're gonna you're gonna like by the end of it, you're gonna want to make a pillow golem. Mm, you'd yeah, be exhausted.
2: You're also going to be imagining that it's actually getting up and moving around oh. by that time. <laughs>
3: it's <alive! laughs> I,
2: never, I never
3: answered this question early on. I think I would make a pillow golem. Oh, there you go.
0: That
2: is a fine idea. Yeah, that is a fine
1: idea. I think you'd make a fine pillow golem.
3: Uh, I've been told. I've actually. I think
4: I've heard that before. <laughs> when you have finished, the golem you have created will only be a mental image. But that doesn't mean that he has to stay in your mind. This is the part of the, t- the saying all the words. Right. You can project yourself into this mental construct and use it as a vehicle to ascend to astral realms. Okay. Or you can transfer it into the
3: clay form that you mix and bring it to life in the real world. So you do the whole golem thing and you can choose it to either become Doctor Strange. <laughs> yep. Or make a golem. Yeah. The hmm. thing. 35 hours to the just thing. astral project seems like a lot of work. Yeah, but maybe well, they
2: couldn't get their hands on mushrooms. Yeah.
3: <laughs> there you go. Yeah, we can we shortcut this process big time. <laughs> That's
2: why there's not many people making golems these days. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not, man. the Science prevalence of mushrooms. Hey, quality. dude, you want to go make a golem? <laughs> yeah. There's too many
3: quality hallucinogens out there. Let's just chill and Look, do some of these.
2: the golem's 35 hours, but you won't puke. Ah, yes.
4: Using the writing instrument inscribed in Hebrew, the word for truth, emmet on the forehead of the statue. If you don't want to create a whole man... You can create just a single limb or organ, a useful what? tool in the practice of medicine. Half a wow. golem is better than
2: none. I don't know why, because when you said man, I was imagining that it was a woman making a portion of a man and then imagining what portion that would be. If you oh. only need this one thing, yeah. are we just, just are we saying golems thing. were the first vibrators? I think you know, we the, are. Put the name of God in there <laughs> yeah. just to power Brrr. it.
1: Well, that's why at a certain point you have to
2: say, oh God, oh God, oh God.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so it's all making sense
4: now. Jokes. Notes the golem's clay will continue to harden and may crack slightly, covering the golem with a damp cloth will prevent help uh, will help prevent these cracks. Okay. I,
1: I love how this is just like laid out like a recipe. Yeah. yeah.
2: This sounds very much like just when, how to make it. When you're a statue. done, mm-hmm.
1: dust it lightly with flour and serve with a garnish. Yeah.
0: <laughs> be absolutely. sure to
4: maintain your purity of purpose for the length of the life
3: yeah, of what, your golem. What would happen if you did have a cracked golem? Like, it like was like of cracky. It and, looked like yeah, the thing. But I mean, you know, he's so a what? cracked golem. Uh, well well it might, maybe it'll just fall apart. It'll keep cracking. Well, maybe right? maybe he just took Nancy Reagan really seriously and say just no to say crack. No him. To crack.
2: Yeah. Oh. Say no to crack, Golem. Man. Maybe it's not really a problem, it's just everybody like kinda of looks down their nose at you. Oh, uh, you, you couldn't had... throw a damn cloth on your golem, really? come on.
3: You were you were that lazy. Torrance, you said ten thousand you know secret phrases. You couldn't throw a damn cloth over top of your golem.
2: Torrance golem is nice, but it's got cracks on it. I really wonder about his purity of purpose. Yeah, it's, true. It's,
3: true. It's, true. it's
1: true. You're right to think
2: about. I think thing. he got
1: his robes at Value Village. <laughs>
4: The news. 2010 Prague. Mm, okay. Among the souvenirs that tourists bring back from a visit to Prague are little clay figures of the golem, a okay. giant link to one of Prague's best known legends. Mm-hmm. What few of them know is that there is a fierce battle underway for ownership rights, which has sent a much larger version of the clay monster into hiding. Okay. A statue of the golem stands uh-huh. at the entrance to Prague's Jewish quarter. Okay. However, this representation of the golem is not the one sold in Prague shops. This uh, That was created for a famous 1951 Czech film and presented the mythical servant as a huge clay monster. This golem captured people's imaginations to such an extent that it has become the Prague golem. You'll find a copy of him in the Prague, uh, Prague, Wax, <laughs> Prague Wax Museum. You'll find a copy of him in mm-hmm. the Prague Wax Museum. And unbelievably, there's a huge statue of him in the storage rooms in the Czech industry mi- industry ministry.
2: Okay. Okay. Well, because they're supposed to be workers and stuff, right? I, uh-huh. Yeah, I get it.
4: The ministry inherited the giant statue after the Brno Design Center was forced to close down in 2008. And although it has offered the statue to other state institutions, no one will have him. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Do you it's we- because it's not a real doll golem. Oh, yeah. It's not a There's, pillow golem. It's not, it's not a golem. Yeah. It's not a pizza golem. Not, no.
2: Might have a couple of cracks in it.
3: Due to
4: a fierce battle over ownership rights, the golem cannot be shown publicly and must remain in hiding. <gasps> the Ooh. descendants of Jaroslav Horek, who created the image, are suing the Prague the Prague Wax Museum for 100,000 crowns for displaying him and tourist shops selling little golems could get into trouble as well. Right. Okay. So the Prague golem must remain in hiding at least until the court rules on ownership rights and maybe for as long as 45 years before they expire.
2: Okay. Well, then, yeah. It's weird. The, the use of in hiding makes me think that the golem itself is yeah, actually yes. it's hiding exactly. yeah, I mean, right. the as, as opposed by to the crate. we're yeah. keeping it stored. Yeah.
3: Yeah, It's a much more dramatic description of what must is going on here that hiding. they've just crated it up.
2: Just imagining it all lonely in its crate. It's got, like, maybe somebody's given it a smartphone that it barely keeps charge on so it can look on the internet. But other than that, it's closed in.
3: Yeah, it's just all his, all his profile pictures are just blank, black space.
2: No light. <laughs> them them in the crate. Yeah. Your face off, yeah, with the flash. Just still in a crate. Sad, sad golem. Just hundreds Ooh. of photos. What
3: happens if a clay golem cries?
2: Mud. Mm.
3: Oh, it dries yeah. out. <gasps> Gets more cracks. Yeah. Gets
2: more cracks because the
4: moisture, moisture leaves it, yep. yeah. Immediate follow-up. <laughs> A Prague court has recognized his descendant's claim to the film version, meaning that anyone else using the character will have to pay for the rights. The golem in the 1951 film was designed by sculptor Jaroslav Horek, who designed him as a burly creature, far Mm -hmm. removed from earlier representations, eyes without a face, bands of iron holding together a cracked chest, and inhuman strength. Mm -hmm. Following a five-year legal battle, Prague's municipal court recognized Dagmar Dordomanova, Horek's daughter, as the holder of the rights of the to the film version, saying that there were elements in the design that confirmed this golem was the intellectual property of the sculpture. And it ruled that Prague's wax museum, which has featured two of the figures on its premises, would have to pay 50,000 crowns in damages. How much money is 50,000 crowns?
2: It's about a little over 2,000 US dollars. Oh, okay.
4: Not surprisingly, many aren't happy with the ruling, as it means they will either have to pay or simply give up on the film version of the golem. One Prague restaurant, which had featured the burly character on walls, dishes, and tablecloths, redesigned their entire venue in anticipation of the decision. Meanwhile, two more legal cases are waiting against films either producing Golem knickknacks or featuring the figure in their logo.
3: Yes, but it's yeah. you know it's licensing, right? If you want to sell something that somebody else created, you need to pay them for the yeah. right to do so. And this is
1: just the one version of the Golem. You know, the Golem itself is a, a mythological yeah. creature, so you can. You can use the idea, you can use the name, you just can't use this one particular... It's a trademark. It's
2: yeah. They'll just start using the the thing from the Fantastic Four. There it's are kind of like similar.
3: music composers for film and television that do sound-alikes, right? That oh. they, re- they compose a piece of music that sounds just enough alike at a famous piece of music that mm-hmm. people right. think it's the same, oh. but it's changed just enough that they don't owe any licensing nice. or yeah. publishing rights. Seems like a good gig. It's a, Like I say, it's a little cottage industry. August 2015, Hollywood. Oh, if Hollywood's taught me anything, August 2015 has happened. After last year's I, Frankenstein, opened to abysmal reviews. Ooh, yeah, that was the uh, Aaron Eckhart vehicle,
4: right? It seems as if we're ready for a new reimagining of Mary Shelley's novel. Mm-hmm. Victor Frankenstein <laughs> yep. stars Daniel Radcliffe as Igor Straussman, the equally brilliant protege of the titular character... Danny Radcliffe is playing Igor a scientist researching immortality. Mm-hmm. The movie will be told from Igor 's perspective, which shows the troubled young assistant's dark origins, his redemptive friendship with the young medical student Victor von Frankenstein, and how he witnesses the emergence of Frankenstein. The two experiments eventually get them into trouble with the authorities and they are near to becoming fugitives as they complete their goals to use science to create life with frankenstein 's ultimate end game of creating a man. Mm-hmm. The trailer promises lavish effects, bad haircuts, and plenty of shouting. Uh, it's from <laughs> director Paul McGuigan. Mm, McGuigan. Best known for Lucky Number 7. Slevin. 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 Lucky Number Slevin. That's pretty good.
2: Yeah, that was a bad uh-huh. yeah, movie. Yeah.
4: And TV Sherlock.
2: I like that. Oh, I While like that the script
4: that? is written by Max Landis, who broke out uh, with Chronicle.
2: Uh, I really like Chronicle, and I like hearing Max Landis talk about films on YouTube a lot. I
3: kind of find him a pretentious asshole.
2: He's that, but he's. When, but I uh, like it.
3: when American Ultra opened to uh, opened poorly, which he wrote, he went on like a, a Twitter. Flame war against the world. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was just like, well, did, everybody who goes to see movies sucks because they didn't see my movie. <laughs> a lot of that. I feel there was. Perfect. I feel sorry for uh, you know original thoughts, original ideas because it, they're dying in this industry. I'm a whiny bitch. I see. <laughs> did you actually those, say that? It, it, it was. It was subtext. Oh, it was okay. implied.
2: Those those claims can both be true, though, Kevin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like. They're not mutually Creativity exclusive. And industry could be dying, and he could be a wh- he could be right and a whiny bitch.
4: Yeah, it's about their journey and how they spur each other on towards greatness and possibly more terrifying things. Daniel Radcliffe told Entertainment Weekly.
3: I actually think this is a kind of a novel idea that uh, you tell the, a familiar story but from a completely different perspective, mm-hmm. and uh, you know you get a, a new a new take on uh, on an old theme.
1: Yeah, they did that with Jekyll and Hyde and uh, telling it from the point of
3: view of the maid.
1: Um, I didn't see that one. Oh, that was the one with... um, Mary Riley? Yeah, yeah,
3: that was... uh, um, What's her name? Uh, Pretty Woman. Yeah. Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts. That
4: was way back in the day. That's like 20 years ago. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this brings us into the pop culture. Uh Mm Uh-huh. Let's talk about Der Golem, 1920. Sound film. Der Golem. Der Golem. Uh, Der.
2: Available in its entirety. It's one hour, 41 minute entirety on YouTube. Of magic. Literally. (sighs) Mm. Mm -hmm. So I watched this last night. Uh, Watched is difficult to say. I mean, it was on the screen in front of me and my eyes were open and looking at it. (laughs) And rolling
3: and rolling every minute and a half.
2: It's not rolling. So here's the thing. 1920. uh, Yes. Well, Mm -hmm. they were trying to look away and find something interesting to look at. Mm -hmm. So I didn't exactly take it in as best I could, which is my problem. So old movies, you know, the the way that they tell stories uh-huh. and things can take longer, especially when there's it's a silent film, so yeah. there's no talking. So it's scene after scene of act, 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 that's trying to get mm-hmm. like one message across, and then maybe you know, some text. And those scenes just all felt so so it's just like okay, well, I can I get mean, did it move thing. as Listen,
1: slowly
3: as a being made of stone? They, they yeah. could have tried to make you watch thirty-five hours of incantations. They yes. they gave you
2: they oh, gave yeah. you a, a respite wild, from that while yeah. dancing. Uh-huh. So, but at the same time, I, I really did watch it and go, "Wow, 1920! Look at what these people have really pulled off." Yeah, like, like that. That <laughs>
3: hair on that golem is something to behold. Yeah
2: yeah that is quite the costume, and i've seen some cosplays of that uh, mm-hmm. in some cosplay photos on the internet, which is I think a brilliant choice of that golem from Dear Golem. It sounds
1: like it could benefit from the metropolis treatment, you know, which speaking of which yeah. is is another sort of almost uh golem flick
2: yeah yeah you you're know. right. My thought actually watching this was that somebody needs to take this movie and bring it down into a page of just animated gifs with so, music. Well, I mean, it could have the music playing or something like Rock that, but even if it's just music. a... Okay, sure.
3: Well, how about, how about, how about, how about clay
2: music? Uh, and it would just be the scenes of just the important bit that the action's trying to convey, and then the, the text, and then another scene, and, and you could scroll through it as quickly as you'd like, instead of waiting there going, I get it. Okay, I, yeah. He's making the... I get it. I get it. Move on. This is an hour and 41 minutes long. So, Joe, are you saying the entire soundtrack should be Clay Aiken? There you go. Clay Aiken soundtrack. I, I
3: have another suggestion.
2: Or okay. you
1: could watch the original and take some riddling.
2: You want Ritalin to make me pay attention to Uh, things I don't uh, like? uh, Mm. Uh,
1: So this movie is about the Golem of Prague? As opposed to the well-known Golem of Akron,
4: Yeah, it's about the origins
2: of the Golem of Prague. Uh, The emperor, I think they call him, uh, declares that all the Jews have to be kicked out of the city. And uh, a rabbi says, oh, he, a rabbi had at the same time gotten uh, a dream or a vision of how uh, the Jews are in peril. So he made this Golem and he put the he made, put the star in its chest and he put the word of God or whatever it was in that star, okay, on okay chest. Sure. I right, got it. And that animated it. And it did go up and end up saving people because of some guy tried to kill the emperor and the golem held up the roof. It's this weird story going on. Uh, and the emperor went, yay, the golem made by the Jews saved me. The Jews are all Okay. Uh, then they found out in the uh, the myth that the kind of Astaroth, who they used to animate it, would eventually take over the golem and kill the golem's creator. Mm. So he said, oh, we better turn it off. So they took the thing off. And then somebody else came and was like, no, I got to do this and double cross you and turn it on and make it kill you. Uh, and eventually... But there was killing. There was killing. Nope. Uh, not a lot. <sighs> Man, well, it's, know. it's promising.
3: Yeah. It was, it was in old school scary, right? gotta get that uh, that body count up
2: yeah uh, the the one good scene I liked was at the end after kind of the evil had been pulled out of it but it was still alive uh, there's the scene that that I'm sure set up so many other scenes uh, since with the monster and a little girl and everybody mm-hmm. else ran away scared and the little girl was like oh here's a flower and it actually was being nice and gentle and stuff right. so it was mm-hmm. and I and I, you see that that's, that's monster with child trope yeah. everywhere, and I'm sure that's when it first Frankenstein. Yeah. Yeah.
4: yeah, yeah, because this uh, this film would influence influence later horror films, uh, in particular James Whale's Frankenstein in 1931, mm-hmm. and uh, Bride of Frankenstein, as for instance for as for instance the monsters playing with an innocent little girl. Yeah,
3: I bet you the tagline for that first one was a whale of a good time.
4: A whale of a good time. <laughs> a whale of a show. Mm-hmm. I watched the X Files episode Kadish. From season four, okay, a Jew is killed by neo Nazis, and then a Golem starts killing them off in revenge.
2: Okay, Um, so why does the FBI have to get involved? The revenge Golem. (laughs)
4: Why does the FBI have to get involved in almost any episode of the X Files? Ah, fair enough. Mm -hmm. Because
2: hey, this is weird. Let's go look. It's a
1: conspiracy.
3: It's a conspiracy.
2: Conspiracy to kill neo Nazis. X Files
3: holds up very well. I didn't like it when it first came out. So, you yeah. know, I didn't think it held up on minute one.
1: I, I, I enjoyed the X-Files uh, where they're not getting into the whole, you know, myth, myth UFO mythology. Right. I, I thought that's the main, where the main really, arc the main arc really <laughs> kind of dragged. <laughs> I was always more interested in the the one-off weird yeah. monster yeah. monster of the week. Yeah. You know, that, like yeah. That's where they shined,
3: the, I thought. The the number one thing I didn't like about the X-Files is if you like missed a show, you were so goddamn confused.
2: I think you're confused no matter what. Yeah, there was always something. Yeah. But even more confused.
3: If if you're talking about the UFO, the whole
1: conspiracy
2: theory. I think if you missed this episode you'd be fine. Yeah, this is a one off, right? And this is yeah, yeah. this is a
4: Monster of the Week. And this is one of the ones where Scully sees everything. She sees the the books bursting into
3: flame. She sees the golem kill a dude, right? and then, the and then it week, turns into a pile of dirt, and she's and, like, "Mom." And the next week, she's still a mis- little skeptical yeah. 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 Got it. That's not how skepticism works. Skepticism mm, accepts so evidence. <laughs> and the music, terrible
4: music, was all it the way, was, and it did not stop at all through any part of the episode. It wasn't
3: a Clay Aiken soundtrack? It
4: was like synthetic uh, oboe. Synthesizer oboe. Oh. Synthesizer oboe. I do not
3: like the sounds of this at all. Not good. I'm guessing the director played the oboe in high school or (laughs) something. (laughs) Maybe. Now compare this to the episode
4: of the TV series Supernatural.
0: Okay. Uh Everybody
4: Hates Hitler from season Uh, eight. I like the
2: title already.
4: Mm -hmm. Uh, The rabbis of the Judah Initiative. Made a golem to fight the Thule Society. This is a Nazi mystical society. Okay. During World War II. Mm-hmm. By the modern day, it's been bequeathed, the golem has been bequeathed to a non-observant Jewish guy who doesn't know what to do with it.
3: Oh, so it's kind of like, you know, uh, me owning a hammer.
4: <laughs> right? <laughs> but in this case... uh your grandfather taught you how to use a hammer, but right. you never paid attention.
3: Yes. Because in
4: this episode, uh, you know, his grandfather knew all about the Kabbalah mysticism or whatever.
3: Yeah. And mm-hmm.
4: then she was like, oh, whatever. I'm not interested in that.
3: But now he's had But now he
4: has his golem, golem. And he doesn't know how to.
3: Turn it on, turn it, it off. It's on. Patrolling. He doesn't know.
4: Yeah. He doesn't know how to take possession of it.
3: Got it. Does so he, it
4: kind of hangs around.
1: Does he use it to like vacuum? That's what I do. <laughs>
4: I didn't see that scene, but maybe yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, he used the pages of the instruction manual he was given as wrapping papers for his uh, smokes. Mm-hmm. That's
1: um, what was he smoking? This is what I want to mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: So in this uh, in this episode, the golem looks like a human man who's uh, taken a lot of steroids, but it is still made of clay that sometimes come off comes off at the touch. Mm-hmm. And it okay. talks about the Sefer Yezira, that book of yeah. creation, mm-hmm. uh, and the golem talks. Oh. Which is, did the golem talk in the original 1920
2: film at all? Well, it was Nobody a silent film. talks in know, the but, original uh, film. No, I don't think it ever yeah. said anywhere. I don't think it ever opened its mouth. Because I don't think a golem is
3: supposed to talk. Well, Frankenstein's monster does. Yeah. Quite eruditely, I might add. Before we get to the flesh golem, should we talk about Going Postal?
2: Going Postal is the uh, Discworld TV miniseries uh, based on Terry Pratchett's Discworld books, uh, specifically the Going Postal novel. Right. Uh, so for those who don't know, Discworld is a fantasy series of novels set on basically a world that is a disc riding on the backs of uh, elephants that is on the back of a giant Tur- star turtle that right. is flying through the cosmos and it's funny and weird and irreverent. Uh, the, re- the golems in Going Postal uh, are brought in... The first one is actually the parole officer of the main character mm-hmm. and is making sure that he is doing what he's supposed to do, which is reinvigorating the uh, Ankh-Morpork post office. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, And so he's uh, a con man, so he keeps trying to get out of it. The golem, of course, never has to sleep, never has to stop, so it can watch him all the time and make sure that he does what he's supposed to do. Uh, Later on, uh, kind of spoilers, you should watch this, it's good, Uh, a bunch of golems are brought in to actually work at the post office and sort through all the mail and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And they're uh, pretty interesting costumes. Uh, I don't think they're great. I think they're pretty good. Their eyes light up. They certainly look... Like they're, like they're made, of clay. made clay. out of clay and they're nice and broad and bulky and stuff. Mm-hmm. But when they move, there there's not a lot of like the mouth just definitely looks like, you know, a thing kind of going up and down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like
1: Golems plastic. really I I think probably look best when they're, you know, done in the Harryhausen the stop the, 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 stop, motion, the stop motion, I would think, yeah. Because quite often they are made, made of normal. clay, right? Yes, right. Like, <laughs> actual clay nation. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
4: You would think like if in, re- in real life, if you saw a big statue moving like a Ray Harryhausen film. You'd be that like, would oh, that's freak unnatural me <laughs> out
0: yeah.
2: So uh, good golems in this one. I, I and they're good thru- golems. they're throughout. Uh, only one of them. The one the uh, parole officer does get to speak. He's got a deep voice, kind of like this, mm. and just very so this matter was, of fact.
4: So this was a book that was
1: turned into a TV book miniseries. that was turned into a
2: TV miniseries Yeah,
1: I'd like to talk a little bit about the anti golem movement. What's that? Oh, uh, Wonder Woman. Wonder is Woman is a golem. Wonder Woman
2: is a golem.
3: What? what? She's an Amazon. No, the original. Yes, yeah, so you see, Joe.
1: I think non.
2: you're. I think I know what you're talking the, about. The the, the ori- listener cannot see how Joe Wonder <laughs> Woman was
1: actually created. She was not born. The Queen of the Amazons actually formed clay into the shape of a woman. Okay. And had the gods animate it because oh. she she wanted a daughter. That is Wonder Woman's original. Mm. Origin and uh, that's been changed. They oh, they've they retconned it, it into uh, her being the that that was just a cover story. Oh, oh those gullible Amazons! So uh-huh. They'll believe anything. Yeah, I went down to the beach and just you know made a daughter
4: because we don't want Superman having sex with a clay.
2: I guess mm-hmm. not statue.
1: And uh, yeah, so now she's the uh, spoilers here the daughter of Zeus. She's one yeah. uh, yeah, of the daughters of Zeus, daughter which,
2: of Hippolyta and Zeus
1: which I I I don't like. I I think that just, you know, it sort of devalues her as a character. It's just, it's like r- rather than being this really strong icon, now it's like, "Oh, she's just somebody's daughter." That's that's really how it she's being
2: defined. It's and like well, being She inherited
1: a, being, all of her stuff from daddy. Being a
3: golem is better?
2: Much better. Yeah, I don't know if being a made thing is better. Mm. I don't know. I mean, there's, there's positives and minus to, minuses to everything. I'm here. kind
3: of ambivalent that's, that's, on it. Like, yeah. That's very The thing about being a golem, being molded out of clay, is that... Well, I'm pro-golem. You're, you're, sure. You're, you're. You would be. I am pro-golem. <laughs> I want to state that right now. You, you take away kind of the anima. You lose sort of some of the... Uh, Keep
2: Wonder Woman an animated real doll. Yes. Oh. oh. I, <laughs> had dream, yeah.
3: I had a dream like that once. <laughs>
2: <laughs> In dreams, that's fine.
1: hmm Was there a golden lasso involved? I uh, told the
3: truth. I'm horny.
2: Uh, I would like to talk about one of my favorite golems, uh, actually. It's uh, Fantasia Faust. Speaking of female female golems. Yeah, speaking Mm -hmm. of uh, female golems. And totally speaking of animated real dolls. Okay, so Bill Willingham, who you might know from the comic book uh, series fables uh-huh. and from a few other things he was one of the very early dungeons and dragons uh, artists mm-hmm. uh, i think that's the first time i ever saw his name uh back in i think the 90s mid 90s he was looking for work could didn't find anybody who wanted to pay him to make comics and really wanted to make comics and this line of comics uh, this publisher of comics called eros comics who put out basically porn comics right uh said hey we pay this much per page with fucking on it and this much it's a lot less for pages without it. So if you just want to go ahead and tell your story and just have a lot of pages of fucking, you'll make the money you want to make and he was like, "All right, fine." So he made this this fantasy comic series called Ironwood.
3: Oh, that's a little bit
2: Yeah, it's kind of on the nose. On the nose, yes. Mm
3: -hmm. On the penis head.
2: Uh, Really great. I love it, and not just because there's hardcore sex in it. As a matter of fact, I mean, that's cool and all, but, like, the story behind it is really good. Uh Fantasia Faust is a character who was initially created by a wizard to destroy all the fairies that were encroaching on his lands. Oh,
3: he's homophobic too?
2: Well, I don't think he cared about that so much as just the magical and annoying aspect of fairies partying in your woods outside your your wizard castle. Oh, I thought he was against
1: the large boats that kept cruising past,
2: blowing their fog
1: horns.
0: Those damn fairies! (laughs)
2: Fairies are all ravers. (laughs) Ah! So he made this giant iron golem and said, go crush them. But it was so big and noisy and creaky and unwieldy that they just heard it coming and laughed and ran away and came back when it was gone. Mm -hmm. So he then did 2.0, which he melted it down into this beautiful female form, cast all sorts of illusion spells to make her look and smell Mm. and taste and feel and sound just like a regular, normal, attractive, young Um. female human. And it was then wildly successful, murdered any fairies who came nearby his place. He then took it as a lover, used it to assassinate his fellow wizards that he was competing with. Uh, and eventually he died and she's still alive because she's this invulnerable, immortal iron golem mm-hmm. who now is fully sentient because of all these spells looks like a normal human being and goes off into the world to basically be an assassin because that's what she she's, does she's mm-hmm. the
1: terminatrix
2: she Ooh. really is the fantasy version of a terminator yeah Got it. really super cool character but kind of evil though kind of a bad guy uh but interesting uh, kind of a will they won't they turn good mm-hmm. in the story and it never gets to finish is the real problem oh. yeah that's it stopped sad. and he went off and did. I think it uh, took a few years and then did Fables. Was she the main character or was she a supporting no, character? No, she was a supporting character, yeah. Okay. the It was kind of about the main character, Dragovon, who mm. is this, he seems like just a young rogue-type character, right. but you find out as the story goes on, he's actually a young dragon.
3: Good times. Yeah,
2: it's it's good. I really, if you're if you're good with reading hardcore porn comics, this is a really good one to read. It's just, if yeah, you're
3: it's, good at it. Three yes, three with it You can well, only just, I mean, read it with one paint. hand. I just read That's one page at a time. Then I need you know a refractory period. Listen,
2: if you're yeah. not good at it, just practice. Yeah.
4: <laughs> Should we get into the Frankenstein's? All the many iterations of
1: Frankenstein.
3: Yeah. See?
1: Many, many iterations of Frankenstein.
3: Uh, outside of the D and D description of Flesh Gollum, yeah, is has anybody else gotten on board with this Frankenstein as a flesh golem thing? Or is this purely Me? born of Me. the D and D thing? I do. Yeah it's
4: uh, you know it's like a... but
3: frankenstein wasn't animated by writing the name of god it's on animated a piece of by parchment and, uh, yeah, yes it, he was he was given the spark of life as described in the original novel
1: yeah,
3: yeah. like well, science so well, how is that golemish like, it kind of flies in the face of the golem mythology
1: speaking of mythology mm-hmm. i i created sort of my own mythology around uh-huh. creating golems in the bloodhound files books where i uh, rather than going with the writing words down or the dancing and singing, mm-hmm. uh, I decided to use uh, animal spirits.
3: Uh, the reality show, So You Think You Can Create a Golem, involves all the dancing <laughs> yes. and singing.
1: So you think you can, I, I'd watch that. Yeah. Yeah, I used, I used spirits of, of uh, animals. I had, you know, animals sacrificed and then the, the golems would take on a little bit of the personality. Mm-hmm. So you could use, you know, bulls for manual labor and things like that. I so. would
3: use a cat for my pillow golem that right. would make perfect so they, sense they do love lying around use, yeah. use a cat except for the pointy golem. bits
2: yeah mm-hmm. no, they're they're the, but the pillow golem doesn't have those and also it wouldn't like you leaning on it you'd be like oh pillow it
3: is, it is my servant it must <laughs> do what I say
1: yeah you don't own a cat do you mm, nope uh-huh.
4: what about uh, would you feel better if it was a not made out of Flesh, but it was like a, a big clay statue that Frankenstein put on the slab and put up, and then lightning hit it to animate it.
3: Yeah, that's, that's a, a burnt I mean, carbon go, golem, wouldn't it? It would still like not a golem because the golem is the whole writing of the parchment the god and the, the the death star uh, David and shit.
1: It has to be there, has to be words involved. Mm-hmm. I don't
2: know. I think we're talking semantics here. Right. Yes, uh, yes, I I actually, think, literally, I literally semantics
1: because we're talking about words bringing things to life. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. And, mm. and you could also, because we're talking about clay and artificial things, you could call it semantics. Oh, oh yes. nicely
1: done. Well played, sir. <laughs> so, oh, all I'm so, I'm all so, by, so sorry I did not
3: see that. Let's say Frankenstein's monster is a flesh golem. Yeah. Okay. So now what?
4: Well, you watched the 1931
3: version of Frankenstein. I haven't even seen that. When is it good? No. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is not. I have yet to see that I think the novel is a pure masterpiece. Okay. I think it, it's it's largely considered like one of the original gothic novels. It mm-hmm. was written while, you know, people were loaded on whatever they could get their hands on at the time. And, uh, uh, it, it, you know, there were some great minds at work uh, in crafting that ghost story. And it's a great book. And it says a lot about universal human truths and about perception versus, you know, do not judge a book by its cover, et cetera. Yeah. I've yet to see a film adaptation that does it any justice. The closest that came, actually, I went to the theater and I saw uh, the stage version of uh, Dr. Frankenstein mm. where the two main players were Johnny Lee Miller and Benedict Cumberbatch. Ooh. And in all, every other night, one of them would play Dr. Frankenstein and one of them would play the monster and then the next night they would switch. Oh,
0: that's mm. interesting. And so you that could see two different
3: versions. Which one did you see? I saw the one where Johnny Lee Miller was the monster. Okay. And uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, which I think is probably the more appropriate one I mean Benedict okay. Cumberbatch kind of feels like a Victor Frankenstein like a mad scientist oh, well, I'd like love to see him as, as the uh,
2: monster sometimes though. I think he's made up of pieces though
3: Yeah. yeah like, <laughs> when I look
2: at Cumberbatch I'm like that do not I mean but they yes don't add up but it looks like
3: pieced but uh, it was it was very faithful to the book and I went with a bunch of people and that's where everybody who was there with me realized that none of them had ever read the book because they didn't recognize <laughs> this story at all oh nice yeah I worked on. Oh, it. and it was directed by Danny Boyle, and they had this wicked, awesome like lighting setup over the stage with like Einstein lights. Mm-hmm. What's an and they, Einstein light? They're the like incandescent really bulbs bright. where you can really see the the whole filament and all the rest of that stuff. Okay, you see them in a lot of hipster joints and uh, like in bars and stuff. They use a lot of them because they okay. kind of like look designy. And uh, they had this really cool like lighting setup, and every time like lightning would go, they would kind of like do this cascade of light over the over the stage, and it was pretty rad
1: i would like to point out that the whole reason that frankenstein was written was because uh the authors that gathered uh at a mary shelley yes mary shelley and percy Percy shelley percy miss shelley
3: and lord byron
1: that's right and uh there's one more
4: lord byron's 18 year old lover and his 23 year old personal physician
1: that the the reason that they decided to do this was because the weather was so crappy and yep. the weather was so crappy because this was known as the year without a summer mm-hmm. because of the largest volcanic explosion ever recorded, which happened the previous year, mm-hmm. which threw so much ash into the sky that essentially uh, summer did not happen. So neat, mm-hmm. Frankenstein and uh, several other uh, really important uh, literary, works. literary works that were created can be directly attributed to a volcano.
3: That and Mary Shelley was in the same room as Percy Shelley and Lord Byron, who had both been established authors, and she really didn't go on to do anything else. And so who was sort of like kind of major architects of, uh, of the developing of the story? Well, didn't well they I decide? guess there
1: was some literary talent involved. <laughs> <laughs> but the volcano was the important thing. Got it.
3: God! There was a volcano of ash outside. It's like talking to a golem. There was a volcano of ash outside and a volcano of talent inside.
0: Oh!
2: Didn't they all yes. decide to write? Yes, they did ghost stories. stories. Yeah. yeah, they all decided that to write
0: ghost was stories. Was agreement?
3: Yeah, that and there was a uh, you're probably a three in there somewhere. <laughs> Could be. Mm-hmm. Could well be.
4: I was thinking maybe I might watch this I, Frankenstein movie. Oh, Mm -hmm. the Aaron Eckhart abomination. But then I realized that our good friend Paul Chapman from The Greatest Movie Ever... Has already watched it. ...did an entire episode on that. Ah. Okay. So I would refer you to listen to that, like, hour-long podcast about that one movie. Instead (laughs) of watching the movie. Yeah. Because it probably isn't worth it. Exactly. Yeah. And it's slightly shorter. But I did watch Young Frankenstein again.
1: Mm. Oh, I haven't
2: watched it recently, but I've seen it like half I, a dozen times. Yeah. I've been planning to watch it again recently. It's, it's
1: just on, such a good movie. It's it holds on up. Netflix. It holds up. Yes. Yep. I believe yep. you. It really yeah. does. It looks great. Mm-hmm. Like it's it, black, black and, and was, white.
3: Boo. looks like an old movie. It it was, was, <laughs> get behind there's me sound. And There's it's sound. There's ah, It looks like an old
2: movie. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> it's edited properly. And it's
4: 1974, mm. which is earlier than I thought it was. Oh, yeah. But yeah, but it's made to look like a 50s film, black and white and everything, or even 40s before that. Does anyone remember? No, I don't remember a thing. Who played the blind hermit that young Frankenstein meets up with? The blind hermit crab. Were we talking about the Little Mermaid? (laughs) Yes, we're talking about the Little Mermaid. Golem. was
2: was it Mel Brooks himself? No, no. Who was it? Who was
4: it? Mike knows but we can't hear him. <laughs> it was Gene Hackman.
0: Oh, which surprised
4: the hell out of me cuz like cuz he's all up in makeup and the big mm-hmm. beard and everything is doing the blind thing. I was like, who is that guy so familiar? And then after he said a few lines, oh, it's, it's Gene Hackman. There you huh.
0: go.
4: I was uh, surprised. But yeah, I would uh, absolutely recommend on Netflix. Oh yeah. Um Love it's that got film. best uh, the best Mel Brooks movie that there is. I think so, yeah. I mean, Blazing Saddles is a close the, second. That would be
2: but... the only other, but I think you're right, yeah. It's a classic.
4: It's Um, in black and white. That's how you know. I worked on an episode of Rocket Monkeys, I realized, while I was researching this episode.
3: Oh, yeah? Called
4: Frank and Banana. Okay. Uh, I did the storyboards for it, where um, Lord Peel, he's the banana-shaped bad guy, Okay. builds a revenge banana, which is Frank and Banana, to destroy Halloween and the Rocket Monkeys.
2: Oh, Oh, why does he hate Halloween and the Rocket Monkeys?
4: Because he would always dress up, because he's banana-shaped. He looks like a banana, but he's not a banana.
1: That's his thing. I am not a banana!
4: That's his. That's his catchline. And, line. They're, and yeah. they're monkeys. And they're monkeys, and they are always like. They want to eat them? Eat them. They yeah. always want to eat them. They, and and they
2: don't value. They don't value consent. Oh no. He's the, no no no. Or oh, human. Okay. No. So he's the good guy then.
4: He basically he's the good guy. Okay. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> All right.
4: And uh, so he when he was young.
3: Banana. Uh-huh. <laughs> or not a banana. Not before he was the top banana.
4: Before he was, when he was the bottom banana. Uh-huh. Uh, he <laughs> would dress up on Halloween all the time as like a mm. cowboy or whatever. And the people would say, oh, there, there's a kid dressed up like a banana. Mm. And they, so they would give him bananas. And he hates bananas.
2: Okay. Right. But it's like cannibalism. So he wanted
4: to ruin Halloween basically for everyone else
2: because.
3: what, the, what really, truly, if you wanted a full wall-to-wall golem episode, the rocket monkeys, in order to stop Frank and Banana, should have created a rock monkey. Mm, maybe yeah
4: instead they dressed up as candy because the the dragon banana mm-hmm. was programmed to you know destroy Halloween and eat all the candy take, okay. take candy from other kids and eat it mm, take candy from babies so they dressed up like candies mm-hmm. so that the banana would eat him and then they could eat the banana from the inside
3: oh wow a little Trojan banana action. <laughs> exactly mm-hmm. please please tell me that the scientist character wasn't Asian uh, no okay hey, uh, Mark McKinnon the voice for oh, okay, appeal.
1: good because that would have been horribly, horribly wrong. Mm.
3: Yeah. yeah, I guess I could talk about the 1994 Kenneth Branagh abomination. <laughs> <laughs> I watched it too, but where uh, Robert De Niro plays the monster, it's a, yet again you have a book that is over 200 years old. Yeah, that there's no reason to mess with it, and yet Kenneth Branagh thought to himself. I can do better than this than the work of pure literary <laughs> genius. They just monkeys with the plot, and it drives me insane. What was what
4: was the biggest uh, monkeying? Uh,
3: uh, the ending. I mean, the ending they completely twisted. So,
4: uh, Helena Bonham, uh, Bonham Carter, Aidan Quinn, Ian
3: Holm, John Cleese. These are all people within the movie. The great cast. I mean, I uh, De Niro cast as the monster. I don't know it was a little off for me too. I just couldn't see past because this is '94. This is at the height of his powers. This is like. Goodfellas, Casino, you know, right. all this stuff. And so, you know, he's kind of coming into this sort of New York thing, right? And I'm just, uh... How was the creature made in the original book? Is it lightning? It's called, they... they it's they a keep, combination. They, they keep don't really very get into it. Right. They keep it very vague. It goes into a dark they, room and... They, Im- they go into the lab yeah. and they imbue him with the spark of life. Like, that is how it's described in okay. the book. Okay. So, in the original movie... They're the 1931 version. Right. You know, not they, the original movie, but yeah, true enough. Carry the on. one that everyone knows. Right. Yep. It, it, they choose lightning because that seems like a pretty cinematic physical representation to bring on the spark. Of life. Right. I think
1: there's some references to alchemy in the.
3: Original yeah, there's novel. some references to alchemy. Absolutely. And that's in the stage play that I was talking about. the yep. uh, John Lee Miller and uh, um, uh, and Kem- Benedict Cumberbatch version. They they go behind this thing and there's liquids. There's lots and lots mm, okay. of liquids being involved. And then there's then there's kind of a lightning strike and then the creature comes to life.
4: Because in the Kenneth Branagh movie, mm-hmm. um, they do the same thing as what they did in the nineteen ten film, which is like twelve minutes long of mm-hmm. Frankenstein, which is it's in a giant vat. Yeah. It comes out of this giant vat. Which mm-hmm.
3: is also Rocky Horror, right? I talk about Rocky Horror if you want to talk about a you know, an interesting movie, okay. a movie that's fun to watch. <laughs> right, that involves like a meatloaf being uh, a flesh golem. I guess no, he's he's yeah. a zombie because he's resurrected.
2: It's, uh, it's Rocky. Is the zombie technically?
3: Oh yeah,
4: yeah. the blonde guy. Yeah, yeah. 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 Wait, so, the so, golem. so
3: if
1: he's the golem and his name is Rocky, mm. that's an actual golem shout out right there, isn't it? Mm. Like, why is he called Rocky? It yeah, because he's,
2: it's that's probably why. I, 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 I never even thought about
1: I, it. I, me either. Mm. He's definitely a flesh golem. He, uh, he's, very he's called a going.
2: creation
4: from magic or science. Uh,
2: yeah. They're science because they're aliens from from what's where they beyond the what's Trans- the thing? Transsexual Tra- Trans- 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 Transylvania. Transylvania, which is the the planet though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So right.
1: Transylvania is the planet. Transsexual so is I game. mean,
3: has planet. has Tim Curry ever been greater as he is in the Rocky Horror Picture Show? I know no, he's pretty good in no, no, Duck Man as,
2: uh, he's pretty great in chicken, just about everything. King Chicken. Actually.
3: He's way better in this than he was in uh, Hunt for Red October. <laughs> fair okay okay
4: frank and hooker do you guys remember when we watched street trash yeah i do and yeah. there's that before. part of the ending with the the valet or what that guy who talked yeah the the doorman the doorman yeah the doorman who <laughs> went on and on that's the star of frank and hooker really that guy. His was his name this is, before is james or after, was this
3: before or after street trash well this is 1990 Oh, it was after Street Trash, so he parlayed his his star turn, his scene stealing turn in Street Trash. That's right, into a leading role in Frankenhooker. I think he was also in
4: um, RoboCop Three, but we won't talk about that. Got gotcha. it. It begins with a happy young couple, Jeffrey Franken and Elizabeth <laughs> mm-hmm. Shelley. Oh, not Elizabeth Hooker. Nope. Madly in love and soon to wed. The whole family is gathered uh, for the father of the bride's birthday. And Elizabeth's gift for her father is a brand new lawnmower, which her brilliant husband has rigged with a remote control. Elizabeth excitedly demonstrates how it works while standing in front of it. Oh, Oh. she's chopped into various parts. That's how that works. Jeffrey is distraught by the death of his beloved, but he manages to hide her severed head. He decides to create a flesh golem with her brain, but he needs more body parts. After contemplating the moral issues, he finally decides that his best course of action is to find and kill some sex trade workers and reconstruct Elizabeth from the best pieces. Got it.
2: Uh, so he wasn't good at contemplating the moral issues then. Oh, right.
3: Know. Well, he, or he contemplated the moral issues then that's, threw them, tossed them out That's kind of like a whole hilarious scene. Got it him
2: contemplating the moral issues
1: isn't isn't that the same plot as the man with two brains
2: except with the man with two brains he doesn't want to go kill people like but he almost does he almost does and people keep thinking yeah
4: this is not a great movie right but it has some funny
3: and interesting scenes for sure such as so it's obviously one step ahead of street trash already Uh, yeah
4: well it has the scene where he's contemplating the moral issues he's eccentric okay but he you know he goes into this whole part of town where the sex trade workers are all hanging out with their pimps and everything like that mm-hmm. and so that's kind of like a whole weird scene where he's like okay how do i how do i i need to hire a whole bunch of you for one night and all i'm going to do is measure you <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> and then i'll come back and I'll, I'll figure out the one perfect one that i need right but cuz they're all addicted to crack okay so he invents like a super crack okay and when they take, they all like, oh, we want to take the super crack. And he's like, no, don't take the super crack. Because he knows what's going to happen if they take the super crack. He was going to give one of He just wanted one body. Right. But they yeah, got all nice. the hookers in this room. Okay. And they all hold him down and take the super crack. And then they all explode. They explode. So they explode. <laughs> that's what the super that crack is does. super crack. Yeah. Okay. I could have called it Krakenstein. So then he's got all these body parts. He has to take them back.
2: These hookers are all broken. Well, <laughs> yeah. I want a refund. Them, he takes
4: right. them back to his, uh, his house. Oh, I see. oh okay. To in little lab. In plastic bags. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's lots of terrible acting in it, this, but the main actress who plays, because she has a scene at the beginning where she dies, and then you don't see her until like almost the end of the movie. Okay. Um, in my opinion, they should have moved all the Frank and Hooker stuff way earlier into the movie. Right. But she does a really good job as Frank and Hooker. She's got okay. like these facial tick and everything. And she's absorbed the various personalities of the hook of the other hookers. Okay. So she's like saying their lines. This is her only film role that she's ever had was in Frankenhooker. Hooker. Really? Um but it's quite entertaining. Okay. I recommend it. Her name is
3: Joanne Ritchie. So Frankenhooker Hooker didn't launch her career. Now compare this with Frank and Weenie. From two thousand twelve, that's where the uh, that's the animated film where the kid brings back his dog. right? That's right, the, the guy, uh, stop the motion Tim, animation. Tim Burton. Tim Burton, I thought right. the uh, I thought the trailer actually looked pretty good for that, and no, I never went and saw it. But this is
4: a remake of a short film of of the same name that he made in nineteen eighty four for Disney.
1: That was one of the first things he ever did. Right?
4: Yeah, they mm-hmm. reportedly thought the film was not appropriate for children, and he was terminated.
3: He was fired because no, of he frankly. was killed. Oh, I see. (laughs) That's right.
1: Yes, Tim Burton, since that point, has been played by a flesh golem.
3: Yeah, he's a a director golem. So in the film, Victor
4: Frankenstein is a young boy who loves his dog, Sparky. Mm -hmm. After Sparky is hit by a car, Victor uh, learns at school about electrical impulses in muscles and gets the idea to bring his pet back to life. Yeah. He creates elaborate machines, which bring down a bolt of lightning that revives the dog. The cast includes Catherine O'Hara, Winona Ryder, Martin Landau, and Martin Short. This version expands the uh, original film with some of Victor's fellow students discovering Sparky's miracle revival and deciding to create their own monster animals out of pets both living and dead. The monsters start attacking the town.
3: Got it. This uh, – oh, <laughs> yeah, that's not a good reaction right now. the gate.
4: I did not like this movie. Okay. The only interesting character was the science teacher who gets fired basically mm-hmm. because he's too smart. Okay. From the school. That's got the only it. part of the story I really enjoyed. All right. But then he also went on to say he has this big scene where he's trying to convince um the kid that he needs that he should be a scientist because he's okay. got the qualities. Yep. And the kid is like, Oh, I did this experiment the first time it worked out great, the second time it didn't work out. So the so the scientist teacher was like, Well, did you love this experiment the first time? Mm. And didn't have love for the experiment the second time, what? and he's like, "Yeah, that's it, right?" And the, well, no, you see, science is all is not just up in your brain; it's also in your heart. What? Yeah, that was my response. Yeah. It's a strange message. It was a lot of mixed messages throughout th- this entire movie. I, th- I think okay. we
1: know the real reason that that. Uh, science teacher got fired. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) maybe He was trying to explain how science really worked to some of his students. Come here, I need to explain to you about science and love.
3: Maybe we just hammered home the fact that Tim Burton is a much better director than writer? Yeah, maybe. Mm. The character designs were okay. I didn't really like them. Uh, 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 You got a real chip on your shoulder about animation you don't care for, don't you?
2: Well...
1: Okay, uh, that, is this a science teacher that <laughs> we're yes, seeing on the screen? Okay, teacher. he's obviously designed on Vincent Price. Yeah.
4: yeah, because in the original short, Tim Burton got Vincent Price to do the voice of the one of the, teacher, well, one he of the was characters still alive. I yeah. don't remember
1: which character and was. And of course, it, after he died, know. he became much too expensive.
4: Don. Yeah. Thanks for coming in. Oh, where yeah. can we find you on the internet and all of your many works? You have like five different names. I pseudonyms.
1: do. <laughs> I do. Uh, I have written under the names. <laughs> don de brant uh don cortez uh dd brant uh and my latest is dixie lyle but if you want to find me online generally uh i can be found hanging around ddbrant.com yeah mm-hmm. and that uh, will tell you some more about my bloodhound files books and lots of golemy goodness What's yep. the newest book that's coming out? Whiskey, Tango, and Foxtrot My- Mystery. Mm. The latest one is called Marked Fur Murder. It's a very goofy paranormal mystery involving uh, animal spirits and uh, lots and lots of banter. Kind of like what we're doing here, but with a little less swearing. Yeah. <laughs> People that like this broadcast will probably enjoy the uh, WTF mysteries. And yes, I did pick that title on purpose. I didn't think it was a mistake.
3: It's
4: such a weird feeling to know you're alive It's such an awful feeling you're dying inside And when you wake up, startle to say I hope I don't go crazy today It's such a bad feeling, an ominous feeling A feeling you know that we'll be back when the week is new And we'll have more gross facts for you. And you'll have things
0: you want to hear about. We will too caustic soda was recorded by mike leeson while being forced to be related to kevin to comment on episodes and for links and show notes visit
4: causticsodapodcast.com support the podcast by donating on our site or visit patreon.com slash causticsoda visit us on facebook tweet us on twitter
0: at causticpodcast Email us at info at caustic soda I'm Philip Chapman. Thanks for listening.